This is the Pursuit of Endurance podcast. Welcome to the Pursuit of Endurance podcast. My name is Nikhil. Hi, everybody. This is Arpana. All right. Today we have with us Nirav Patel. Nirav is an ultra endurance athlete, uh, ultra endurance triathlete. The man who I would want to call the man who swam with the crocodiles. Some interesting stories about that. Uh, but somebody who has progressed really well in his endurance life and somebody who feeds off people's energy. Welcome, Nirav. Thank you. It is my pleasure to be here. Why don't we get started with a brief background? Yeah, so uh, I'm a free soul, basically. I'm, I'm retired this uh, April. So I'm full time into the some kind of fun or my entire day I spent in activity which I love to do. Um, so I basically came uh, come from Gujarat. Uh, most of the, my childhood I spent in uh, capital, which is Gandhinagar. Very simple boy, not very keen into the uh, studies, but uh, always loved to be on sports. I was feeling myself whenever I was playing any sports, I, even though I was not good at sports. But uh, I think I found that uh, love uh, for the sports from very childhood time. Then uh, later on, I be- become an, a normal IT guy after doing my master's in uh, computers. Uh, came to Bangalore, spent two decades into the IT industry. And then, um, uh, then um, I retired this year. And in between, I picked up the whole journey of this endurance running, cycling, swimming, and life became better. Well, I want to pick up with the with the phrase retired. What do you mean retired? How old you? You don't look a day over 35. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm 46, actually. And uh, I had a good uh, time in uh, IT industry for two decades. And then from last three, four years, I was trying to see that uh, how is my finance. And I picked up a couple of good knowledge on finance. I invested at right place i had a good friend who gave me a lot of tips and i just uh, followed them and it became much better and also i understood with my life that i don't need that much but uh, uh, i think i could have done retire maybe one year earlier but finally i think i understood everything well and that's how the life become better that's excellent. I will be calling you maybe another time just to get uh, that piece of advice. <laughs> Besides, yeah. We this... want to know who your friend is and we want some advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can bring him in at some moment of time. Absolutely. Whole other podcast. Another, another <laughs> idea for a podcast. Right. Yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, Nirav, um, tell us about your endurance journey. Um, how and when did you start? Yeah, so basically, uh, I, very initial years in Bangalore, I used to go to gym very regularly, but it just died down in first two, three years and just become normal IT guy, you just work and spend a lot of more time in front of computer. But then I picked up, I think, some pollen allergy, dust allergy, not feeling good about uh, being healthy or little bit here and there trouble like that. And then I was so thankful to the, my company, which I was working, the semiconductor giant, giant which is a company called ARM. Uh, they was promoting that, why don't we do this 10K challenge or 10K run, which is happening. At that time, it was Sunfeast, maybe 2009 or something. And it was good. I just signed up. And uh, that was a turning point. And that time, very handful of runners were there and I loved the community. I loved the whole ambience. Like you go to the stadium, you run, you just you be your own some kind of athlete. But that also was not picking up well. 2009, then 2010, only 10k in a year. Again, 10k in a year. That's it. Then somehow because of small community came to know there's the runners for life. They have a ultra Bangalore uh, and then uh, KTM and all those things. So slowly those events started. I remember my first uh, 25 kilometer in Bangalore Ultra, uh, which I did after 10K without much training. So it took a really long time because it was in somewhere in forest. 
in between i was so tired after the first loop i was feeling like sleeping so i just sat next to the aid station and uh, dozing off everybody was coming are you okay are you i got disturbed i went far under the tree and slept because i wanted to recharge myself I came back after 10 minutes and funny still looked and then i realized that this is not only the event based item you have to work on the training you have to put something in place and 2011 it became better i got my bike also i started doing going from uh, home to office on bike so we become lifestyle i started reading that how i can become better in running i do cross training what should i eat 2012 2013 every year the number of event grew from 1 to 2 to 5 to 6 to 10 like that and i remember 2013 when i did my first full marathon and that time actually i sincerely followed like 16 week marathon training program and run and make sure that every time i complete the distance wherever i am on travel or doesn't matter something learned about time management that how i should give priority to priority to those slots and everything like that and then 2014 15 i was doing like five six competitive full marathon in a year and that was so good and 2016 become like very good in terms of ultra i started doing five six ultras two kardungla challenge back to back on 15th and 16th 12 hour runs 24 hour runs then 2018 i was able to do 36 hour runs and it just didn't stop the whole idea for me was very small increments and it just went on and on and on very beautifully I was fortunate to get to very good running buddies very good training buddies i was training in 2014 with the protons in whitefield they had a very energetic group like i i know some of the we were 20 25 people of good runners and then uh, later on in the i've stayed in whitefield and uh, we have a big community called running ninjas which is 200 300 runners it's amazing another amazing community we just help each other and that is how the whole friend circle got changed schooling friends for the party there is a big bunch of athletic group which is for the day training and everything and everything fall in place awesome can we rewind a little bit do you remember your first run yes i remember my first run 2009 when uh, so i i remember my first run after a big gap okay that is what i meant uh, because that's when it changed so 2009 when i registered uh, 10k i said I, we should do at least 5 to 10 km run at least see go out before the event so it will not look disaster so i went uh, to the uh, lake behind the, my house and there was a beautiful circuit i just took around it was okay because i did 5k or 6k or something jog walk jog walk it was very good and i was not very bad i was maybe 70 kg maybe 5 6 kg more than that but i was still in a reasonable shape uh, it was not very difficult for me but that if you look at my 10k journey of every year i from 2009 till 2016 every year i used to be 3 4 minutes better and that i loved about it so 1 hour 10 minutes to 1 hour 3 minutes then 57 minutes 52 minutes like 47 minutes 46 minutes wow make this is too good so it was very small increments but it all happened with the time and i was not in a hurry to do anything different interesting but i want i want to share you the one beautiful part the after the first 10k when i came home and i gave a 100% or 120% in that first 10k run okay because of that stadium and what not josh i was in a bathtub for 2 hours hot water with a nice book and wine and whatever it was that's how i whole day was the recovery it <laughs> sounds like fun now we'll come back to the bathtub and the wine uh, after what you've done recently i i want to know if you're still recovering in the same way um you mentioned you know several marathons several ultra marathons um as a runner with all these races that you have participated in which one do you have very fond memories of what is the experience perhaps you know uh, you know you mentioned the 25k bangalore ultra um which other race event 
uh, really is closest to your heart? So in terms of uh, full marathons, I think I love the event organized by Trot. So it's like a festival and uh, it's not about competition, but he adds the challenge, adds the kind of elevation. And every year he try to add little more. And uh, it's a very small community in, in, when he started and everything. But I always enjoyed that run. I don't know, something is different about that run. When you go there, you just feel like you are doing something different. You are not only chasing the time, you are chasing something different kind of challenge, understanding your limits. So I love that event, okay, especially in full marathon. So what I get out of what you're just saying is that you like only difficult challenges. That's the only thing that you really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe because in difficult situation, it looks like I'm able to do it better because I hold on my energy, I listen to my body. So maybe that works well. Interesting. I mean, I've done a few 10K trots and I've done the I've done one of the trot marathons, not for the reasons that you are saying, um, but you know, it's um, I really like trot for the raid stations. They give really, really nice ladoos. Yes. Totally agree. I once I was very tired and uh, Gladson was there and he uh, I, I he was asking what do you want. So I said it's so good, but if, if you get some chocolate, it will be good. And he gave me the big chocolate, and it was so good at that time. Amazing. Yeah, they're very well organized. Yes. So from from running to triathlons. Talk us, uh, talk us through that. As if, as if doing the five marathons in a year, running Kardungla wasn't enough. Well, what made you jump into triathlons? Yeah, so there's a guy, crazy guy called Dipankar Paul. I was very big fan of uh, his blogs and everything. Very early, 2010, 11, I have read his crazy stories, like without much preparation, just went to the Europe and did it and all those things. And he writes all kind of, details so that's when the whole seed came in my mind that i want to do the triathlon okay so it was always there in my mind but my swimming was weak and see when you are into this journey a triathlon is a three sports so you have to invest not only the training but you have to put invest a lot of different time different skills different equipments so it takes really big amount of planning and for me, running was just put on the shoes and go. And so many people are there. You will get a bunch of people so that you can easily go do the group ride or, or group run or go and with somebody. So it's commute is very easy. In terms of cycling, I always go to the work and back. So that was always there on my mountain bike and it was easy. And then I want, I have to invest in a road bike and then later on I have to improve my cycle. So it happened over a period of time. I think 2013, 14, I was doing all of them very, very basic levels. And then I got my mountain bike in 2011. Then my road bike, I got it 2014 or something like that. Started doing the like 70, 80 kilometer rides in a weekend and then uh, did all those uh, Venki Venki's event or bar and all those things, ITT and all those things. So got a taste of everything, got a new buddies, everything. Then uh, in 2019, I did the first uh, triathlon with uh, TED, TAD. It happens in swimming pool in uh, January timeframe. And it was sprint, so 750 meter uh, swimming and then um, 20 kilometer bike and five kilometer uh, run. And that was pretty good, actually, because first thing my thought is that how to sustain in water for 700 meter and that training helped a lot and over a period of time. But after 2019, uh, then I was fortunate to be part of the tri BLR group and they are amazing. The kind of knowledge I gained uh, with uh, those discussions, being around with those people was fabulous. I came to know their journeys, how they do it. I uh, looked at those videos and then uh, then came up the BM, uh, uh, BMF Olympic try. And that was also open water swim. So it was a very different ball game now. And uh, uh, Basically, I love water. So basically, I didn't have a fear of open water, but sustaining 1500 meter in open water without the support and everything, it was a mind block. So 
luckily with one week of one trial it was fine so we just that was my first open water swim uh, in a lake and then one week later the event was there it went well and uh, i was said that that's a beautiful break now we are ready for the all <laughs> triathlon experiments <laughs> so whatever comes in the calendar let's start uh, doing it and in bangalore we are fortunate that we get two events actually tri blr itself is doing two triathlon or whatever so i did that also twice and uh, then uh, i was very i was always looking for that uh, mysore event but it never happened okay and i am hoping that it will happen somewhere because i really love to go and enjoy that route in mysore and then herculean happened herculean was the full distance uh, almost full triathlon and uh, being in ba- in india it was really good and i really make sure that my plan fall in place and everything and that event was a one big hell of experience because i never did half distance okay i did the olympic and sprint but uh, i was fortunate enough to complete it in 15 hours <laughs> so that was the beginning of the my uh, full confidence in the triathlon journey all right so so here's what i take away you wanted to see a change and you read a blog by dipankar and you decided yeah, that hey yeah. why not me yeah yeah that's yeah, awesome. correct, correct. <laughs> and it was always there in back of my mind it was just i was waiting for the time when it will happen so it from 2010 it took 2019 till it uh, fall in place that yes i will do the triathlon as a event i used to do, enjoy all three sports in mm-hmm. brick and pieces but when you put together it's another rocket science you have to the next level of planning now in running also you need to plan that how i'll sleep how i'll make sure i wake up what is my pre workout what is pre meal then during the training everything now here three games my god what you do that how what you should not screw up in the transition and all those things after doing all those magical planning i'll tell you one stupid mistake i did in ironman poland okay so uh, it i wake up every damn thing i had a race plan everything in place then morning wake up and then i was uh, thinking that i have already checked in my bike back uh, transition back all transition back ready i just need to go to swim then i realize these specs is still with me how i'm going to do the cycling without this so i have to run like crazily so that i'll drop this in my the transition back from swim to bike okay and then i had to run back and that was not easy it was like 1 km away and then the swimming course was another 700 m away so it's good warm up 1.7 km unexpectedly in the morning that's insane um so when was this when was the um, uh, the poland ironman yeah so so what happened that uh, in april uh, so in feb i did the first uh, this year feb i did the herculean which was a full uh, uh triathlon then in april uh, the dear friend abhishek has said that let's do hawkman okay and uh, it was very tempting that uh, after doing this hawkman looks the next level which is almost double or whatever it is 10 times of olympic so i read the all description and it looks like very crazy and i was always in double mind that should i do one more full distance triathlon as an ironman and then i do this or not but i had a good time so i said why not just try its india event and just right so i just wrote an application in april in july they confirmed it that yes i can participate and everything so now it was july august september october so four months so i have to make the solid plan even though i was ready uh, from the foot triathlon point of view but i have to put the whole training plan again retrofit that now I'm, we are making the double or triple effort we are thinking about the full triathlon so how we will put the training plan in place okay so just to add the more seriousness i added a, i uh, i always have a plan that when you do big event i you should put some event in between which will help you as a stepping stone so i found out that maybe in august i i should do the full triathlon so that uh, july uh, Ju- july and august will make sure that i am still in a shape to do the full ironman 
and then from july onwards i will double up or scale up and just do it so that's how i selected that let's do the august first week the poland uh, uh, ironman and that's when uh, i just planned and then i did the block based uh, uh, training plan uh, so it is periodization but in periodization usually you do all three sports but when you have such a big target you do block wise so i at a one at a time you will focus on one sports and other in maintenance other again you pick the another block uh, pick the another sports and other in maintenance like that so that's how i did it uh, so it was in august so that i will be ready for the october uh, for the hawkman awesome uh, and i know i've i've at least seen pictures and discussions of um, the one in orissa the herculean where the swim was apparently brutal because of the currents and i we've seen pictures of your uh, cut up legs and what not um, but you still uh, we still managed to finish it anyways yes yes so it was it was a uh, very difficult experience because uh, i was uh, lucky that i have done a lot of lake swimming in the germany when i was there so uh, the w- open water was uh, i used to love it but uh, the kind of current we saw in this uh, backwater was very very high okay so basically you are really trying your all hands and legs and everything and you hardly moving 2 3 meters and uh, that in uh, uh, that loop was very difficult so what we uh, decided is just drift a little bit with the with the current and then start doing so when you drift the water becomes water level becomes very low so when you are trying trying to come out of the water there is a good amount of patch which you need to walk maybe around 100 200 meter kind of walk so that's when i was unfortunate there was some glass part which hit my leg and it got big big cuts uh, so but in the good part was in cycling you don't use the planter so you just put the socks and just vanish that so i just didn't look at that it was bleeding so i just wiped it and put the socks and go on and on and on but this all experience the one is that current and second experience was that in cycling also when i was going very high speed and 6 7 hours i realized that uh, my because uh, in the current i have used a uh, good amount of leg work my thighs were not strong enough for a good uh, uh, bike ride and i did still uh, finish the bike ride but i had a couple of time got a catch how to do the stretch for 5 10 minutes and get on that and run was anyway meditative so it's not a problem even though with the injury so it helped me that how i should train well for the any kind of current or any unexpected situation in triathlon and second is that you have to have a good amount of strength sessions so that you, you should be at least 20 30% extra strength uh, focus so that any situation which go against you you should be able to deal with in triathlon so that is another big learning that in any such event the chances of things going wrong is three times higher in triathlon what does your typical training week look like um, when you're training for a triathlon and do you have a coach yeah so what happened is that uh, i i usually take the coach uh, uh, during the last month of the event okay because i usually uh, go by the periodization so if you look at the periodization what you do is you first focus few months on your strength then you uh, focus on the base uh, building so you just improve your skills or try different technique and analyze them and then slowly build up the mileage mileage and then once you fill up the mileage you have ticked all the hours and everything so peak week look like a 14 15 hours okay in a week and usually uh, like a, a two to three run sessions uh, two to three swim sessions and a minimum two bike sessions okay so this is there and when you are in a strength sessions you focus more of a yoga or a, more of a, a weighted uh, uh, training all those things so i was uh, fortunate that i i was doing the yoga practice with uh, my teacher for 7 8 years uh, without break so that flexibility is always intact um then because of pandemic we had a feedback group who was doing the strength sessions online so i was benefited a lot uh, by doing that and uh, then 
we used to go to gym do the core workout and all those things our own also so that is how typically the whole structure looks like but this for this hawkman i have to change the uh, whole method because what happens that uh, i have to as i said it's a block based so what i did is that uh, i started with swim okay and did lot of stop swimming so i wanted to finish the my swimming training much early in a phase so that i get a confidence that that 15 km of swim should be uh, uh, should be possible at any stage so that's where i put the lot of focus on swim and reduce the my bike and run very very little as a maintenance then second i focused on a bar run run i took it to the like 60 70 km but if you uh, after that such a it, it was a very small block because it was my favorite and strength so i reduced my run training in last 3 uh, months significantly because i don't want any injury i don't want any fatigue related to running i had a big mind block that how the hell i'm going to do this bike which is 400 km with 16000 elevation i know we're talking about your training but a lot of people don't yeah. know what uh, this hawkman <laughs> is uh, so what can we just rewind just a little bit and can you introduce us to what this looks like this was your a race this is what you wanted to do this year um what is hawkman yes so so hawkman is a uh, very similar to 515 ultraman but slightly more challenging so usually 515 is the total number of kilometer you do it in 3 uh, days so uh, in ultraman usually you do 10 kilometer of swim and 422 kilometer of cycling and 84 kilometer of running like mm-hmm. that which becomes 515 so here what uh, um, uh, we did uh, this format was slightly more little more extra so 15 kilometer of swimming so so day one looks like 15 km of swimming you have to finish in 10 hours then same day you have to finish the 75 km bike ride uh, under the 3 hours so that is day one is 13 hours day two is 15 hours in which you have to do 325 km of bike ride and day three is the run which is 100 km run which you need to do in 17 hours so it was divided like 13 15 and 17 hours it's you are progressing that way and for me the day 2 was the the one which i need to make sure that i am there and i should finish that and that was the my training focus wow um i'm i'm short of words right now uh because it's um you know yes yes you have the ultra base uh, but just the yes. fact of that there's 15 kilometers of swimming uh, so that's 15 kilometers <laughs> of swimming um, i would i would think 98% of the world's population would not be able to walk or run that distance uh, let alone swim so it's it's <laughs> it's uh, mind blowing uh, and neither from what i understand you're one of two people who finished that uh, event this year yeah. right Yeah. incredible yeah. man you were talking yeah. about yeah. uh periodization and how you uh got swim under you know under your belt uh, to begin with and progress yeah. to yeah. strength and a and a bit of bike uh, as maintenance that's what you were talking about yeah no no so i was also i think that uh, i made the block based training so that swimming is out of head now okay so it was done okay and then i took the run and run was just for my satisfaction that i completed it and then what happened that i was in europe and um, i did not had access to bike okay so i had a very simple hybrid bike so i have to really look for the bike and so i i really look for the bike i fortunately got some nice tt second hand bike and then i picked up the bike training for the two weeks in a stretch so that i can do the poland uh, ironman and it was a very big uh, confidence boosting because uh, even poland had a very good uh, elevation the ironman gidia Kenya was uh, there and I could able to do it at the speed of 28 or something and it was I was so happy that wow this is beyond my uh, imagination that kind of uh, uh, performance coming out but that was not enough we are much much far away from the achieving the hawkman target 
so that's when it was haunting me that what i will do and thankfully i relocated to goa and trying to do the training with the right people because i wanted to have a nice swimming possibilities nice bikes possibility and nice run possibilities and i wanted the active triathlon group to be around so that uh, i will get the all kinds possible support so i went there i knew those guys from last year and they have an amazing group and um, goa being goa the all swimming pools and some part of ocean was always accessible uh, to the people so and there was a very good uh, hill uh, areas like chandreshwar and three kings and you can select the circuit and keep doing it and i was i was having access of two good coaches so one is indrajit for my swimming and uh, agnello for my running and strength uh, sorry bike and strength so they helped me to overcome mentally that why um, i mean how to make sure that i believe in my capability and give me some specific training to overcome that uh, um, confidence that yes this elevation with this distance i can conquer in which very short time actually we had hardly four or five weeks to work on it so he gave me very interesting uh, training that uh, there was a 2 km climb like th- uh, for three kings he just said uh, do 15 times and it is no it is a part of your training not uh, do that again it will be your like say 150 km ride in between you do this 15 times five 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 times and it is haunting okay uh, as a normal cyclist any good day if i go once and come back i will never go back again if it is a normal day <laughs> and he told me to do 15 times and i understood that why he told me to do this 15 times so when you do this five means five times then go and chill somewhere 30 40 km again go five times so he really that he told me to do two three times okay that kind of training and in goa it was very burning hot and within few hours you will see that it's pouring like cats and dog so i had a extreme weather conditions and what not and all those things but after those trainings elevation was out of my mind i was ready that give me whatever elevation is i will be comfortable able to do it and that helped me a lot to get over that and i'm thankful to those right coaches and giving me the right ambience and that is why i was saying that if you are at a right location with the right people i think training becomes easy mm-hmm. absolutely Wow, yeah. that's just amazing! I'm just so fascinated with this whole Hawkman race and how you've managed to do it. Um, tell us about the race itself. How did it go? Uh, did you have any challenges? Did it go as you had planned? Yes. So this is one of the uh, most memorable um, race for me. And anyway, because I, uh, the reason I really loved about it is it's it's really pushed my physical, mental, all possible limits. And um, I'm ready to take any kind of challenges by by the time when I came to the start line. So we were discussing with the organizers that it looks difficult. In Dandeli had too much rain. Okay, so most of the roads were not good. and uh, usually on those roads i will never take my mountain bike and now we are talking about not my road bike but my tt bike so it was really hurting in the heart right every time i take and see that road and take my such a beautiful bike on that but uh, then uh, you have to get ready for such kind of thing and you need to have amazing bike handling skill to deal with those gravels when you're coming down the slope because it's like blind curves on top of that gravels and and uh, 15 hours means you are going to see pitch dark sometimes because you can't see light every time so all those level of training was required but uh, then it was obvious that if it was that easy then why it's hawkman and why somebody need to do it so uh, i have to accept those challenges and everything and similarly that uh, swimming course was uh, actually i loved the water okay that water is very beautiful only thing is that under the water we don't know what is unknown and you can't see there is no visibility because mm-hmm. it's open water so first day when i went there and just chilling i saw the sea sea snakes okay and all those things so they said oh, they are not poisonous okay so let's deal with that mm-hmm. then um, so we were always hoping that there is some character called tommy we named the tommy that uh, that crocodile so 
So I said that Tommy should be visible sometimes. So they said, no, no, they stay away, far away into the, down the river. They don't come here at all. So, but we asked with local security guys, everything. So it's very safe. And good part is that the, the resort and the organizer, they always send the kayak with us. Say always stay next to the swimmer. So that gives you the lot of mental peace that somebody's always next to you and riding. And usually what happens that it, that whole area is well known for the all kind of water activity. So basically at a time you will see the big people, are, I mean, a lot of people are doing the rafting and some people are doing the kayaking and the, all those things. So it's pretty safe that way. And usually crocodile is very shy, usually goes, runs away or something doesn't come and not what spotted more oftenly there. Okay. So we started the race and uh, it was like one kilometer uh, loop. So you go and come back. But since um, what we heard is that when the whole boat was parked near the far area and looks like the Tommy might be leaving there. So he got disturbed. So he came to the start line. The Tommy, the crocodile came to start line. So, so we were around four to five kilometer uh, swim. And then when this uh, Tommy was spotted, Having spent such good level of energy and everything training, we will still love that water body. We still wanted to do the swimming and want to check that it is uh, possible to continue the swimming part or not. So what we did is we discussed uh, with the organizer and uh, support crew and everybody and see that. Okay, so the, what they did is they made a small swimming pool, which is like 250 meters, where a lot of sports activity happens. So it is a pretty safe area. And then kayak. So then we... Uh, there was a time was lost a little bit. So uh, we have given a new target that now remaining 4.7 kilometer was done. So the remaining 9 kilometer you have to do in this range given time. And that's how we resumed the whole event again in spite of spotting the Tommy. And I was very happy to see the Tommy because it's a while that you are being in their home and it's going, uh, if you see that it's beautiful part. So that's when we resumed the swimming and swimming went well and everything goes fine. Then the bike ride started of 75 kilometer, which was also quite uphill. When you start the thing, it just goes for five, six kilometer up, 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 up. And then you go to Ramnagar and come back. So the day one was very good. Okay? And the day one recovery was uh, very innovative for me because I came back and directly went into the water. Okay. okay, because the river become, yeah, because because what happened that you are really tired. Okay, your biceps, triceps, uh, back, everything is because you did so much swim. So first time I realized that oh, biceps and triceps also can have pain, and then um, bike ride was very sprint because you are doing seventy five kilometer in three hours. So you are and with that uphill, so you are given little good sprint on your muscles. And next day is the biggest day. So have to have recovery plan, something like that. And nothing better than just having a cold water deep. Stay there for five, six minutes. And it really cools off your body. And now you're totally fresh again. And plan was to sleep early. So around 9.30 or something, 8.30, finish the dinner, everything, and be ready to go into the bed. 9.30, I was in a bed. Okay. So that ready to change. Uh, whole event for me was the day two where you do 325 under the 15 hours, no matter what. And luckily when I woke up and had a nice nutrition plan, whatever is in place, I had that and then started the bike ride. Uh, so this we have to talk in much more detail, but whole event is all about crew member, okay? The, the game changer, okay? It's not my event. I'm just nobody on the day two. Because the, the role which is played and the whole event is taken over by the crew members. Because the crew is the one we will ride behind you. They do leapfrog. They will give you nutrition. They give you moral boosting. They give you water, nutrition, everything. If they are not around, you are in a super duper trouble. Because this kind of targets, it's impossible to achieve. They take care of your bike glitches. They take care of your uh, some kind of massage or something. You are saying that I'm not feeling comfortable. Oh, suddenly I want to eat something good food. You get me. So they just go hunt the good food and get. So those kind of uh, very numerous discuss, uh, demands and things are coming. It's dynamically changing. And they are so much alert about, oh, so sun is growing. So they will add the electrolyte more. 
if sun is not there, then they will give you the more of your other juice and other good stuff like that. So they, they have to be really mindful. So I, I was having a tons of discussion with them that what I need, what I don't need and all those things. And they are beautiful soul to people selflessly coming to that place just to support me and make sure that my dreams are possible. It's next level of uh, humbleness. And I'm sure that uh, having gone through this experience, I definitely want to be in that place for somebody uh, to help somebody. And that is which is maybe more big achievement for me. And that's uh, what I learned and everything it was. It was, it went well. I had some glitches in, uh, cleat in my bike it was not cleating so every time was i was going the road breaker my leg used to come off and it was very annoying so one of the my crew member was very good in bike so he was keep trying plus minus plus minus and finally in 45 kilometer or something we got it right 90 percent right so out of 10 times nine times he used to stay there so i got my strength and power transmission back and that uh, was good. And then uh, as the day progressed, I think amazing, another bunch of energy came back into the body. I don't know how, because I never did uh, any long ride, which is more than 212 kilometers. And this was my longest 325 kilometer ride. And it ended so bloody well. So it uh, 13 hours and 52 minutes, I was at the finish line of the day too. And it was so thrilled to be on that time. And, and, and the, the, the hours which I, uh, the space at which I was covering the, the remaining distance of last 40, 50 kilometer was insanely good. Yeah. So it was beautiful experience of day two. And uh, let's talk about day three as well. So day three is uh, one of the best part, which is 100 kilometer run. And uh, so it was mentally I was at peace that no matter what, I'm going to do it. Yeah, but uh, what, what I didn't know that it is a, has an elevation, okay? So the whole area is like hilly. So you are going up, down, up, down like that. And uh, so it was a little bit tiring you out. Then you have a full-fledged breakfast. Then in between, you have a full lunch. After the lunch, when stomach need to really work because you had a good food. And by the time sun was on your head, okay? So you are now draining also very fast. And uh, some part of your mind said that I should maintain seven kilometer or eight kilometer per hour to have a respectable progress. But it, it drops because of sun and your food and everything. So the period from 50 kilometer to 75 kilometer was a little bit tough. And everybody, I mean, me and my partner was walk, uh, walking, running together. So we knew that this has to go through. Once we go through that, sun will be down. We will going to get another bunch of energy and we will be fine. The good part is that at 60 kilometer or something, some jeep came okay, and said that, guys, careful. Okay, there is a black panther uh, down the road. Oh, God. Wow. So me and that guy was excited, like not scared. We wanted to see that, wow, it's, we are in that home. If we decide that it's good, within 75 meters, we saw full-size Black Panther, which is very difficult to spot. And it just passed. Wow. That was a beautiful sight. And then we continued our run because it was their home. And usually there is no incident of attacks or anything was there. And then... And in the evening, when we were going to the one of the beautiful bridge over the river, uh, we had a very nice torch. And uh, we knew that it is easy to spot the Tommy in the night when you have a torch. So we put on the river and you can see the two beautiful eyes glittering. And uh, why the Tommy was there? Because the local guys were fishing, okay? And they got a big fish. So when they got a big fish, that uh, crocodile usually come and take that fish okay from that net or whatever so he was roaming around and that was a beautiful sight as well but at the end uh, so 15 hours and 52 minutes or so we were at the finish line we were having a nice sprint in the end we had a dance and whatnot and that was a beautiful end of the journey
Yeah, you're made of something else, Nirav. Uh, yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing someone say, oh my God, wow, it's beautiful that there's a black panther out there. Oh, it's beautiful there is a crocodile out there. Not scared, but really happy. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's made friends. He's got a Tommy and then he saw a Bagheera also. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. What pace did you end up running at? The 100 kilometers. So we, we usually, uh, so um, there was a different strategy of the day. Okay. So when we started, we were doing the uh, one, a five kilometer loop in 36 to 40 minutes where lakes were fresh. Then uh, slowly dropped down to, I'll give you the uh, pace of five kilometers. So every five kilometer block, we were watching what's happening. So it was 40 minutes, 45 minutes, 55 minutes. The worst it went is to the 56 minute or something like that in the heat. And uh, then we used to take, when we really doing well, uh, so we took a break also. I had a full one hour breakfast break, one hour lunch break. During that time, I took a shower also because it's very hot, changed the clothes, everything, and then came back fresh back you know, on the route like that. So that we had the little bit room. And it went well. So we ended up, uh, uh, only goal was to make sure that we don't break our leg. Because if you twist the leg or break, then it becomes, it, you're going to, you're not going to finish. So that's why we wanted to make sure that we are daily alert and don't do any stupid mistake of not going, throwing this race away. So that's what the plan was. Eat well, drink well, um, be happy and finish it. Excellent. Yeah. Um, that's a good segue to uh, finding about what you eat. Yes, please. I really want to know what do you eat to be able to do 15 kilometers of swimming and all of these other things? So usually what happens in such ultra events, nutrition becomes much easier okay? because you're not uh, going at the full out. Okay. So normal food is good, okay? but you should take in a small quantity and so that it, your stomach is ready to digest. Add 50% of the food liquid so that easy to digest, okay? So basic principle is just try to get the 200 calorie per hour, okay? And banana will give you 80 calorie. So that is out. Now remaining 120, you take dates, nuts, yoga bar, fruit juice, fresh fruits. Very simple. And uh, being in Karnataka and all those things, I love to have an idli sambar or once in a while bread omelette. They are pretty good and take smaller bites. Don't have to really stuff. One idli, you get it and uh, or maybe two idli, you can have it. And then maybe wait for the one and a half hour, two hour to get solid food again. Okay, Don't take it more frequently. Take in small portions. It's perfectly fine. So bike is the one where you need to really plan that well. In swim, usually you don't eat much, okay? Because it can give you the more back. So you can have a fruit juices. And when you, they, they, uh, uh, sorry, when you wake up and have a nice pre-workout meal. So what I used to try is the uh, beetroot. So with beetroot, with lemon, with uh, pepper, chili, everything, I used to boil that, make a juice or even pieces I used to eat one or two hours before that it gives you very good um, uh, iron boost or oxygen capacity goes up okay so that was the pre-meal and then every time when you start in swimming we used to take banana oranges more of the oranges okay banana is even less and uh, uh, like cucumber juice or uh, orange juice or something like that and papaya kind of thing so that was the very good uh, of dealing with it. Then between the swim and bike, we swim, we did a, in a reasonable time. So we had a gap to have a proper meal. So we took a proper meal and then started the bike ride. In the bike ride, it was easy, three hours. So water and electrolyte you have to manage mainly. And then banana, orange and uh, dates and yoga bar kind of thing or any nut fruit bar or something like that. Then coconut water is too good addition than watermelon juice or if you are really in the end of like something short sprint, then sugarcane juice is also good. Otherwise, you should avoid because anything very high sugary thing you should not uh, give because it gives you spike and then you will have trouble. So it is a good advice not to do that. Just eat the normal food and 
that should be good. Very good. So you you stay away from gels and stuff like that. Yeah, I had gels, but I never took them. I even never take, and I have not even taken coffee. Okay, so that I I was waiting for that. That is there any moment when I'm going to get the sleepy moment or tiring moment? And I kept the coffee as a backup for that. I have not taken coffee for months, just to get that impact of that kick that uh, when I need it. So, for example, when I was uh, riding the bike on a day two, three twenty-five, and it was pitch dark, and uh, I wanted to really finish well. So that is when I took the little bit coffee powder, and it gives the good kick. That yes, I will be full alert. I'll watch out the roads. I will watch out the curves, even in bad lights, and finish it well. So otherwise, everything was was very pretty normal food. Right. So that's for the race. That's what you do. Yes. With- eat when you are racing yeah. what do you eat mm. normally otherwise so normal day is very interesting because since i have a, i'm a free soul so my roommate used to tell me that either i'm sleeping <laughs> either i'm eating either i'm exercising or i'm preparing for the food that's it he has not seen me anything else doing okay so either i eat or if i'm in the house i'll either either eat or either prepare for the food so some of the good food which i really love is like uh, uh, avocado based food then uh, beetroot based food then uh, this um, sweet corn wow everyday one with the boiled or the whatever it is that um usually when my parents are here i usually like to add the ragi in the roti it helps uh, give a good balance and we use uh, we eat big ball of uh, salad before we even start our lunch so that way take care of 50% of good food and then you can eat the normal food so that's good but i think you have to cut down on the veggies and raw food before the race of one week because because all those fibers can trouble you okay but normal food is full of fiber and good stuff and lot of natural food so usually i don't do much eat uh, eat okay once in a week or something like that uh, mm, but otherwise no not good food always try to eat good food okay all right and uh, how do you recover so how did you recover from hockman you mentioned you were in the bath tub with a glass of wine on a different race uh, i spoke to you like two or three days after you'd finished and you seemed fresh uh and you even mentioned you went out running and swimming that day so uh very much interested to see how uh you recover yeah yeah actually so body needs recovery but the, the nothing can nothing better than the cold water okay so what we did is uh, early morning on the fourth day me and my crew member just went into the water just chilled out for one and a half hour little bit swim here and there because since we are on water but it was pretty good and that takes away lots of fatigue from your body and uh, another good thing which my coach told me that every day night take the protein okay because when you take uh, protein is not good when you are really doing the bike ride or something because you take quite stomach to digest so you take in the night so by the time you wake up it's good so every day night i used to take the whey protein with the water and just drink it so that at least it will help my muscles while while i'm sleeping it will help to repair some of the muscles and everything so recovery becomes better also uh, during my training i never ever uh, put on the compression socks but uh, during these two bike rides day 1 and day 2 i was always on a compression socks so that the muscles will become relaxed third day also so that uh, usually your recovery is much faster if you put the compression your performance may not change but your recovery is better so compression uh, works on that do good stretching good massage it helps that uh, keep the body relaxed and uh, yeah then the next two three days i realized that it's bitty uh, body is behaving well i had a one drilling session on the wednesday morning after the race oh i realized that i that afternoon i slept for four hours so i realized that body needs some recovery okay uh, but um, you i feel that maybe my body is little bit better and because i sleep well uh, it recovers well 
very well. So, for example, I'm back to the normal schedule. Yeah, today, we, yesterday we had 150 floors of climb. Today morning we had a core session. Tomorrow we are going to have some kind of 10 kilometer tempo run. Everything normal. The better athlete is the one who recovers better than the one who goes hard, right? <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Um, I know you mentioned that you've already you're somewhat back to regular routine. What's what's next uh, in the horizon for you? What crazy feat are you after? Uh, no, no, no. I, I realized that there's no end to craziness. Okay, so <laughs> I want to be I want to be just be a normal guy for a few months. Just uh, be uh, because I enjoy my training. Training buddies, really relaxed training session without that much pressure and all those things. One thing which I still have in mind that I love to do some kind of uh, cycle touring. So I want to uh, uh, make one of my road bike into the little bit more luggage based uh, bike. So, yeah, yeah, just go from point A to point B, stay there, point B to point C kind of thing. And um, I'm planning to spend some good time at Gujarat, maybe in January, February. So that is when I feel like I want to cover some of the my hometown villages and meet people so maybe best way to if Gujarat has a good road so maybe go on a bike stay there go one bike like that so that's something which I'm thinking to do that maybe next but nothing competitive at this moment yeah it sounds pretty cool I, I will add my opinion after what you've done uh, you're just in this year I don't think you can call yourself normal person anymore <laughs> uh, Especially, I would I would not forget all the all the chats that showed up about that crocodile. It's I I'm I'm pretty sure those who listen will absolutely resonate with what I'm saying. No normal person swims with crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. He says, "Oh, I'm so happy to find see it swimming over there." <laughs> Indeed. All right, tail end of this discussion. So I'm going to shoot a few quick questions, fast five questions that uh, you're not prepared for. And these are very easy questions. Ready? Yeah. Yoga or strength training? Ah, it's tough. But if you have to select between them, I'll go and select yoga. What do you like more? The, the fancy TT bike that you got in from Germany or your road bike? My road bike. <laughs> your road bike. Who is your role model? This guy called James uh, Lawrence, uh, Iron Cowboy. Mm -hmm. I used to listen to him like amazing that look at that guy who did 100 consecutive Ironman distance on 100 days. Wow. Yeah. And he's so humble. Lot to learn. Yeah. 100. And he did one extra just to prove a point. Yes. Yes. For himself. Yes. Yeah. Um, any favorite book or videos? Yeah, so I, I love GTN videos. I, I love podcasts. So I have five, my five favorite podcast series. So one of this is definitely yours. And then I love local boys. So this another one is working athlete and then running show and triathlon show and Ultraman 515. All of them are beautiful. That's my, that's my, my mind training. I'm telling you, when I listen to them, I feel very good. Very cool. Last and very difficult question. Crocodile or snake? Your <laughs> crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take you for it because you did mention that there was a snake in the water as well, which uh, everybody chose to ignore. Tommy, it is then. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for spending uh, this hour with us. Uh, there was so much that we could take away. And as you mentioned, I will definitely have you back along with your crew as you mentioned there's there's a whole lot uh, to dig into uh, from a planning perspective and what goes into uh, preparing for such a such a crazy long event incredible talking to you uh, so refreshing looking at your attitude and um, you know i'm very honestly mentioning that you're made of something else absolutely i cannot be <laughs> more um, i think you're uh, just so modest and so cheerful and so energetic that energy just rubs off on others. I mean, it surely is doing that to me. So it's been a pleasure, Neerab. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Yes, and sports will teach you that, being humble. And I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do share it with others and help us spread the word. 
subscribe to our podcast at spotify google podcast or anywhere else you get your podcast from follow us on instagram at the pursuit of endurance you can leave a message or review on the anchor website we would love to know how we are doing thank you so much for listening stay safe stay healthy